If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms, and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies. Hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Y'all know the Black Girl Flow community is all about sharing tools and resources that can have us live in our best lives in alignment. Liv and I have mentioned a lot about wellness, and this episode we wanted to bring on an expert to help us shed light on the more spiritual aspects of wellness. So this episode we are joined by the incredible Jay Nong Sung a holistic healer. She is a nutritionist, certified breathwork instructor, Reiki practitioner, wellness and spiritual life coach, and mother. She helps women improve their self-esteem, create healthy boundaries, and step into their power through breathwork, Reiki, and shadow work. 
in 2016 while at American University where she received a master's in nutrition, Jaina opened her first coaching practice, her mission involving from being weight loss focused to mindfulness and empowerment centered. As she began, she began her own binge eating healing journey. Since then, she has helped countless women move away from self-deprecating thoughts, poor boundaries, and low self-esteem to focusing on honoring themselves, body positivity, and self-care. In addition, Jay Nan holds monthly breathwork and meditation moon circles at a Washington, D.C. nonprofit serving homeless pregnant teen mothers. We're super excited to welcome Jay Nan into this episode, and we hope you all take a moment and enjoy all that she has to share. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We hope that the stars are aligning and that you are just feeling the energy of summer approaching and that you are currently potentially planning your next vacation because that's the energy that I want to bring to the group right now. Like, I'm like, when can I book my next flight? Like, where can I go? And so I hope that you all are starting to think about where you want to explore as the as the days get hotter and the and the energy gets brighter. You know, we have a very special guest with us today, Jainan Sung. Thank you so much for joining us. Jainan is a holistic healer. And so we're super excited to jump into this conversation, but y'all know we have to start it off with our pulse checks. We have to figure out what is the energy that we're bringing into this episode. So I can just go ahead and kick it off and then I will pass it to Lexi. So, you know, this is a part of our pre-recorded series because I am currently, maybe as you're listening to this in Thailand. And so right now I'm just feeling super excited, super pumped um, to explore a new culture and to be around a new like set of people. I am just, again, like in this phase of life where I feel more curious than ever. And so I wanna learn more about spirituality. I wanna learn more about, um, you know, how women are cyclical people and how we operate on cycles. Like, I'm just trying to dip my head into every corner of the internet currently. And so that's how I'm feeling. It's a very refreshing energy and I welcome it. So yeah, that's my post check. Lexi, how are you feeling? We love the vibe. I'm sure like present me is getting to be with your company, but future me will probably be missing your company Mm. while you're gone on away. Um, but I also have my own trips and things planned, which will be super, super nice. Um, I have not been home in a really long time and I get to go back to Texas for a little bit of time, which will be super great. But no, I think April, like it is true to what you have shared with me about Aries season is just like the busyness. Everybody is like busy bee and And mm -hmm. That just goes against my Aquarius nature, <laughs> and I tend to want to do everything against that. So I'm like, leave me alone. Keep that energy outside. I'm chilling. I just want to be my little flower self with the summer showers, just like blossoming in my corner. Um, so it's been good, but it's definitely been a lot of energy, like very high energy, which tends to make me want to be very recluse. It sounds like you're going to be booking a massage very, very soon. <laughs> I just want to book a, a good date with a book and myself. But mm. Janelle, we want to see how you're entering the space and how life's treating you. For me, it's more of a time of 
purging. I think the new moon mm. has brought in lots of changes into my life. And I'm not saying that purging is a bad thing. It's actually very cleansing and a lot of things are coming up for me, but it's time for me to release it. And it feels good to finally be able to get over some of the pains that I experienced in my life. And I'm just enjoying this moment of cleansing as I come. Yeah, I love that. I think that really it takes like spring cleaning to a very like introspective place. Like it's not yes. about, you know, getting rid of the things that, you know, maybe we didn't utilize in the, in the fall time or the winter time, but also just like taking inventory of what's going on in our head, in our heart and saying like, how is this gonna, what are we, what are we not bringing with us moving forward? So I love that. I really love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, you are a self-proclaimed holistic healer. Like when in my life do I ever have the opportunity to sit down with someone that is an expert in nutrition, like Reiki, breath work, healing. And so that's why we were super excited um, for you to join the show. So you could kind of talk a little bit more about what does being a holistic healer even encompass? Like, what does that look like? the body, which is more of a nutrition. And I recently found out it's in my birth chart <laughs> that I, I moved from a, a very Virgo energy and the woman's called Danielle Page, amazing astrologer. And she was reading my birth chart and she was like, hmm, have you ever tinkled into like nutrition? And I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> was on me. Um, but in my birth chart, if you don't mind me talking about of this, course. she says that I'm moving to my self node, which is the space you're moving into and which is more of the spiritual aspect. And I was like, girl, you got me down to pat <laughs> because to me, that is where my passion lays working with women, especially those who deal with a lot of traumas. Cause at the end of the day, we all experience traumas in one way or form, but just to be able to understand that your physical body is a reflection of what's going on internally, whether it's your emotions or externally, whether it's your subtle energy bodies. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all energy and we're all interconnected. I love that. Like there's very few moments that like, usually people talk about that kind of reflection later on in their career path where they're like, oh my gosh, I was like always doing this work along the way. Like I finally made that connection. But that I'm sure that gives like you a big jolt of like energy to know that you're like, wow, I'm like very much aligned with my purpose and I'm also evolving and that evolves too. That must be so grounding. It was the most or the best confirmation I could get. I got it last week, so I'm still fresh off this kick. But to me, it was, I always knew I was on the right path, but just having that extra boost of confidence made me feel even more grounded within myself. And knowing that what I'm doing right now is serving so many other people and it's only going to grow from here. Wow. Okay. I just, I really strive for that level of clarity in my life <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of other listeners do. So I really appreciate you sharing that because I, I think that's pretty special. And I think we also have to take a moment as a tribe and celebrate when somebody has that moment too. And like really just uplifted being like, uh, yes, we can always co-sign doing your purpose work always. 
but you kind of talk a little bit about how you're situated now and like really helping, you know, help women kind of heal through their trauma and wellness practices. And you kind of talk about some of those wellness practices, um, a lot of it being around like uh, one's inner child. And so I'd love for you to kind of say a little bit about that to listeners or even just kind of wellness practices, because that feels like sometimes like a really big umbrella for folks. Yeah. So I'll talk about inner child first. Um, The inner child is an aspect of yourself from your younger years. So from birth till maybe early 20s, because you're still a kid at 18. And it basically means that when you experience trauma, you carry that in your inner child. And whenever you're triggered as an adult, a lot of times it's not actually you, but it's your inner child responding to the triggers that were unhealed from your childhood. So in a, in a layman's terms, it's just another aspect of yourself. And when you go into getting connected to your inner child, you actually can soothe it because you are the adult self and all it really needs to be reparented. So every aspect of your childhood where maybe your parents weren't the most emotionally available parents or maybe they were physically abusive, you go back in there and like, you know, I got you you're protected and we will continue this healing journey together because a lot of times we don't even realize there's a so many aspects of ourselves that need healing because we just think oh it's me I'm the problem but if you go down deeper and figure out is this my inner child is this my shadow it's not other subject but um then you'll understand yourself better and how to heal yourself better as well yeah so i mean my first question like to that is how how can people start differentiating between your inner child versus like your adult self just being triggered because it's kind of hard to differentiate the two if you're like you know you're just recognizing that you're triggered you're just like my feelings are hurt i don't know exactly like where this is coming from so how can people differentiate the two So a lot of times when you, the adult self is actually triggered, it's your inner child. But again, you can't seem to see the difference, but you have to ask yourself questions like what belief do I hold to have these words affect me? And you just Mm -hmm. sit in silent and just journal. And when you figure it out, it could be, I feel as though I am insulted. Why? Because I've heard those words growing up from who? Mm -hmm. From my mother oh, there it is. So it's not actually me. It's all about investigation. Mm. And I like to investigate. So you have to be very aware of yourself. Now, I'm not saying everybody could do this every single time. Sometimes you just got to ride that wave um, of the emotions and maybe go back and really ask yourself, why did this really bother me? Because at the end of the day, triggers are only a belief that you hold about yourself that you think is true. And that's why you're reacting to it. Mm. I really, you know, I think this might be even new to a lot of people, but I think what you're talking about, and we got to chat a little bit before, it really gets at like the root cause of something that like we do, we, you know, bear witness to our emotions. We are complex people like having, you know, multiple senses being stimulated Mm -hmm. all the time, like millions, like hundreds of millions of pieces of information being processed and we can only process a little bit. But I would love for you to tell people a little bit about like 
I love that. Like we have to get curious. We have to investigate like the sense, but like, how did your work get you to really centering that kind of root cause? And like, how has that shaped your experience? Like, how did you get to that journey? So the thing about me is I don't do things or practice things I haven't tried on myself first. So I was actually going to a therapist back in San Diego and he was a hypnotherapist and he's the one who introduced me to the inner child because before with my other therapist, it was all CBT. So it was only talk therapy. So we were like going in, connecting, doing these meditations. And I'm like, oh snap, this is another level. Like I understand why I have this belief or why I'm carrying all this burdens on my back. So it was thanks to him that he opened the door for me to understand what the inner child was. Mm. And then when I was in my master's program, I started making that connection too. Because I was a binge eater. I had an eating disorder. And I was like, it stems from a belief that I'm holding within myself or a trigger or repressed emotions. What can I do to help myself? Mm. So what did I do? All right, inner child, let's talk. (laughs) What's going on here? And that's how it started to um, develop. But the thing is, just knowing where your core trigger is, is not enough. Like that's just surface level. You have to implement things to help to release it. Because once you understand it, logically, you need to release it. And that's where I learned breath work. Breath work is one way to help you release all those repressed emotions and feelings. And you'll notice that the breath Well, number one, it triggers your parasympathetic nerve, which helps to relax you. And when you're relaxed, it helps you to dive deep into your emotional self and to understand where these triggers come from. How do I release this? And just the act of breathing itself helps to like release it energetically as well. So there's compounding factors here. And I also practice Reiki, which uses energy as well. It's an energy healing modality. And with Reiki, it kind of taps into your subconscious and helps to bring to surface what you have repressed yourself. But with both breathwork and Reiki, the good thing is it never brings to light what you're not ready to handle. Mm. So there's nothing to be afraid of. Mm. If it comes up, that means you are ready to deal with this head on and the universe, as I call it, is saying green light, let's go, let's take care of this. So you're able to continue healing because healing, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. It takes a while because you may think you healed from something, but there's, it's like an iceberg. You have to go much deeper to bring it to light. So if you use, if you want to go to therapy and you go to do a Reiki session, do a breath work session, or you start journaling or do some meditation, all of those things work together for your healing. Don't look at, at healing as a finish line. It's more of a journey. Absolutely. I mean, that those were a lot of things for one. And I think I like to go back to the hypnotherapy because what made you make that decision um, of going to a hypnotherapist versus, you know, like a CPT therapist? So my background is actually quite, what's that word I'm looking for? Eclectic. Mm. Um, my father is a psychiatrist, mm. but he was also trained as a hypnotherapist. 
And my mother, she's always been into spirituality. So I've always been open to those modalities. And for a good five years of my life, I did CBT. And to me, it helped, but it wasn't that change that I was looking for. And I just happened to find my therapist on a Groupon. (laughs) (laughs) And I just decided to trust my instinct. I'm like, okay, this is cheap. Let me just try this out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I think that was just a nudge to go seek him out because professionally we can't, we couldn't be friends, but he was like my friend. Like I used to go there excited just to connect with him because I knew during those hip, those hip, oh shit. No therapist <laughs> appointments. Those, yeah, those, um, those appointments, um, that we were going to go in deep and figure out what's really going on. So I could feel better because I was going through the ringer at that time. Mm. Wow. So, I mean, what would you say to those that are like, "Mm," like, you know, a little hesitant about hypnotherapy, like how, how has that particular medium helped you go further in like healing your own inner child? So the thing about all these healing modalities is if you're going to come in as a non-believer, it's not going to work. You have to have a little bit of trust because I'm just a conduit to your healing. You're healing yourself. I'm just helping you along the way. So when it comes to hypnotherapies, it's the same thing. There's people who don't believe they could get hypnotized is because they have that belief that they can't get hypnotized, that they can't get hypnotized. So you have to go in with an open mind and you also have to select your practitioner very selectively because of course they're going to have some type of influence on your actual session so if you don't trust them 100 percent, i wouldn't go mm-hmm. but you have to find something that you feel comfortable and safe with to allow yourself to go into that trance state and to allow them to extract what they need to for you to you know continue in healing i really love you know i i think people especially since we know that it's very trendy right now to be encouraging you know particularly black people black women to go to therapy i really just want to thank you for your transparency and what that process has looked like for you and that there is this really wide range of i love that you say like modalities to engage with the healing process and kind of really, you know, that your practice for healing can evolve with your needs as it goes along. And I think that's the most beautiful invitation for many people, because sometimes it feels really big to like jump into and it's like, am I ready? Is that what I need? Like where do, but it's really that like pause, like sit with yourself, like what do you need? Cause you're gonna have those driving invitations to to really step into that process when you slow down and you kind of engage in that way. So I really think that's beautiful. And I hope listeners can see that, again, that your healing process can be uniquely yours and that you can engage in it. And it's not this daunting task. I know personally, I'm like tickled on the inside right now because I we just did an episode where we were talking about things that we're interested in. And I said breath work um, because I love the idea of being able to self-soothe. I love, I'm like, 
I strive for peace in my life and it just feels like that's, the, you know, that's the ultimate tool to get to it. So I even, that even sparks curiosity for me and affirmation. Cause I almost, I also love that like message received from the universe um, from this conversation to keep <laughs> learning in that. Um, but I think I just really love that the, the, the rainbow of options that people have. And I know for conversations that Liv and I have all the time of, you know, especially as black women who have really dynamic experiences in the world and show up and have a lot of external forces kind of dictating sometimes with social norms, how we should be showing up in space. It feels like extra layers of the onion to have to unpack to really get to our core intuitions. But once you unlock that inner child and that alignment, it really feels like sky's the limit, which can be really liberating. And I'm sure, and I'd be curious, you know, what do you kind of see when people do start to tap into their inner child, how that kind of shifts and changes their life, you know, we talk about it's great to have therapy to talk to somebody and, and things like that. But what are you know, why is it important to maybe get to that root cause or, you know, engage in a healing practice to really expand our holistic self? So for me, it's all about becoming your authentic self, because in this world, as a black woman, we're told how to be. We can't be too loud. We can't be too quiet. We can't be too strong. We can't be too independent. So we start wearing these masks as a way to protect ourselves and to navigate in this world. However, I think things are changing, maybe not on a social level just yet, but in a personal level for each being, because we're all sovereign beings living in our own reality. And when you tap into your authentic truth, that's when things in your life start changing. Like you might change your hair, you might you know, be more open sexually, you might just do things that bring you joy. And to me, being on this earth is not about pain and suffering. I think that's just something that we're told to be subjugated. But if we find our inner joy, things in our personal lives can change. Now, when it comes to what society says or what society does, it may impact us in some way. But once you actually tap into your own power and as you're healing, you realize that, yeah, this stuff sucks, but <laughs> it's not where I'm at, if that makes sense. It's, it's all about being yourself. And that's the most important truth that we can have right now is to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And when I see some of my clients come to me and they're like, I did something that I always wanted to do. I never thought I could do it. I'm like, well, congratulations, because you just tapped into who you really are. And I really think mm -hmm. that's why working with the inner child, it's not only about dealing with the trauma, but it's about reliving what that child is supposed to be because children intrinsically know who they are mm. it's the outside world that comes in and basically murks that all up but they know what their purpose is they know what brings them joy they know their truth and when you start healing that inner child that's when you realize what your truth is 
And that's where you're like, okay, I could do whatever I need to do to make myself happy. And that's when the doors start opening for your prosperity, for your abundance and for your happiness. So that's why I think it's important for us not to only heal the inner child from the traumas, but also bring joy, meaning doing things that you wanted to do as a kid. I like to karaoke because I used to always love to sing. I can't sing, but I still do it because it brings me joy. And one thing about inner child healing that I'm tired of hearing is that reliving trauma, Mm. like it's part of it, the healing. But when you bask yourself in that energy of trauma, you forget that the inner child also brings you so much joy. And I'm not religious, but I'll quote the Bible. I don't know which passage, but it says to enter the gates of heaven, you must be like a child. So it basically says, be like a kid, like live your life as a child, have fun and things will go the way you want them to go. But to add a little bit more, I'm talking a lot, but I apologize. The thing is with um, happiness in this world, we need to let go of expectations of how things are going to look like and let go of insistence. If things are not working out, that means they're not supposed to work out for you. Stop. If you have expectations of how you're supposed to be, that's how you're causing yourself suffering. Stop. And just do what brings you joy. Because when you do things that bring you joy, it's going to lead you to the next phase of your life. So it, it might bring you joy right now. And if it stops working out, you just pivot to find something else that brings you joy. And that's another key to bring happiness and joy into your life. Wow. Like, I just need people to go, like, go ahead, click back. Like, you need to listen to that two-minute segment again and just sit in that. Because when we really allow ourselves to feel that joy, what you're talking about is unlocking our superpower. Like, really. And it's so funny because, like, maybe a couple years ago, I used to have a saying that, like, I would tell anybody, I would be like, do whatever brings you abundant joy and happiness. Like, really, are we asking ourselves, like, are the ways that we're showing up, are the things that we're doing? Granted, nine times out of 10, we're doing things we don't want to do. But then when we can find those little pockets of the, oh my gosh, but I love to, you know, bake this cake. You know, it's this, it's my, it's the cake that I used to have at my fifth birthday and it was the best cake ever. And maybe it doesn't taste the same, but it's the cake I love. You know what I mean? Like there's these memories and these little pockets that we get to in like engage with that joy on a day-to-day basis. And I love that invitation to just really think and, and, and unpack that and not think of that it's only inner child work is only from a trauma perspective too. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I think the whole concept of one having an inner child has really kind of most recently in my experience gone into mainstream media where people are like, okay, like time to heal my inner child. And one thing, I think I saw a TikTok that someone was explaining like your inner child is not just like you at eight years old, it's also you at 15 years old, you know, and that kind of blew my mind because I was like, okay, when I was 15, 16, I still thought like, you know, I, I didn't really feel like a kid, like I felt like a young adult, you know, but those experiences still tie into what makes up my inner child. And so that was kind of like a mind blowing moment for me. And I think also there's just been this push for us to return back to our 
authenticity. I think that's why TikTok is also like leading, you know, paving the way for other platforms because it allows us to be our most authentic self. And I love how you said that when you're not honoring yourself, like you're causing yourself suffering. And I know we don't really think of it that way in the moment, you know, like when we feel that resistance, but like, that's exactly what it is. Like it is suffering and it, it turns into like a bid, a big waddle of like negative energy. Cause you don't feel like you're reaching the expectation that you're putting out into the universe. It's not even like who you are deep down. And so I love a lot of what you just said. And I'm wondering like, what are some simple steps um, that women can take to start reparenting their inner child besides like obviously going to therapy, like signing up for your one-on-one -on -one coaching, but like things that can make us more self-aware in the moment in our daily lives to help us reparent our inner child? Well, several things. When you get triggered, take a pause and speak to yourself, like soothe yourself because that's a sign that your inner child needs soothing when you get triggered. And then when you're soothed, talk to your inner child, just like you're talking to me right now, and just say like, you're safe, what's going on? And just investigate some more, but also be very loving and gentle. And also, if you, for example, I always wanted to have a Barbie dream house, never got one, but that was the goal. Same. <laughs> right? But just having like toys, simple as having toys around and just playing. And that's another way to reparent because I don't know about you, but in my experience, I had to grow up fairly fast. So I had to be an adult as a child. So I kind of lost on that whole childhood play, but I see that looking back now, that just means that I have to do all the things that I couldn't do as a kid. So that means have fun with my daughter, I go swing with her on the in the park and just have some fun, go to the beach, do whatever you want to do. And let's not be so serious about life. And I think that's one thing that we forget. Life is challenging, especially for adults. But we have, again, we have to go back to the child state. And that just means having more play. So even if you're having a rough day, if you want to play video games, go play video games. If you like to read a book, go read a book. And eventually that will be like compounding things to do right now to help your inner child feel more soothed and more safe around you. And if you also, if you meditate, set an intention before you start meditating and saying, I want to speak to my inner child. And so during meditation, they might come into a safe space and you speak to them and just making sure like on a daily basis, you tell them, I'm, I love you you're protected, you're safe. If you ever need to come to me, I'm here to listen. And listening is what another big thing because we're always told as kids, be seen, not heard. And that is also one thing that you need to allow for your inner child to do is to be heard. So that could be either during meditation or journaling, whatever it needs, whatever works best for you in that aspect, you should do it. I personally am working on journaling because I don't like journaling, but it's very soothing and it helps a lot. And I do highly suggest journaling if that speaks to you. Absolutely. 
I love that. That's so, that's such easy steps for people to begin to interact with their inner child. And I know I get to front row seat of Liv getting to do some of those mm-hmm. things for herself too. And I, again, I think it's like a privilege to be able to be on that journey, um, not only for yourself, but to also support others in it too. And that's why we bring it into the Black Girl Flow community because we want you all to be on this journey with us and to take these tools that are helping shape our mm-hmm. lives and letting us live into alignment of that re- reconnecting that mind, body, and spirit connection, this, this authentic way of showing up, whatever that is. Because however you're showing up and whoever you are at your core is enough, is enough and it is loved and adored by so many and it's needed in our community and our world to be the best place that it is. And we're all about getting one more person on that bandwagon. So today we cannot thank you enough for bringing so many of your insights. But before we let you go, we gotta ask you the question that we st- that, that, that is guiding us to this day, which is, what does it mean to be in flow for you? For me, being in flow is just being. Mm. Meaning that we step into our masculine energy a lot. Because the masculine is all about doing. I have to mm. do this. I have to do that. I need to work, work, work. But what's happening right now we're shifting the energies into more of the divine feminine where is more about following your intuition you know being in stillness and just slowing down because we're burning out left and right because we're doing too much so just finding a moment of stillness is being in the flow for me i love that no i seriously do i think you're right. Like, I, I don't think we think of knocking a bunch of things off of a to-do list as like being in the, our masculine, like tapping into our masculine energy. But like, you're right. Like feminine energy is more about receiving and more about like being calm. And like, even though we're in the season of life where Alexi was saying, like, it's just so busy. I hope that you all can resonate with that and find some time to be aligned and flow and like, calm so thank you so much where can people find you yeah they could follow me on instagram at moonlotus.co on tiktok at moonlotusco or on my website at moonlotusco.com i love that thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom and i hope that you all can take a little piece of this information do with it what you will and when you're ready seek the answers that you're ready to find and yeah like just find more ways to be in flow and harmony so we can all just come together as one healed community so thank you all and we are leaving you all with peace love and blessings thank you so much All right, that wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media and even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks.